is Political American. Hello and welcome to Political American on this, huh, I don't know what the day is, Saturday, May 15th, the, the thing went down on my computer, sorry about that, uh, this is episode 14, and, um, I've been gone for a little while, I've been gone for quite some time, if I look at Anchor right here, uh, let's see, the last video was submitted in October of last year, and... So that's what, the 10th, 10th month, wait, no, October, November, December, so yeah, the 10th, October, and it is now, what, the 5th month of 2021, so yeah, 7 months, 7 months, that's a little bit of time, a little bit of time, I have been pretty busy, I've been pretty busy with work, I have, uh, I got a little, a little, it's, it's just, you know, as you keep going with time, you know, uh, you're like, okay, today I'm too busy. And then the next day, oh, still too busy. Next day, oh, still too busy. Days turn into weeks, which turns into months. And this is how you neglect a podcast. So I apologize. I want to thank uh, people. It has grown. (laughs) Apparently, I'm more successful when I don't podcast than when I do podcast. Um, Looking at my dashboard, I grew from what, like three, three uh, listeners to like an estimated audience of seven. Um, And I have made a whole whopping $2.51. So... It is obviously not about the money. Just want to let you guys know. Um, you know, it would, it would, I would like it to be, you know, if you don't want a seven month gap, you can choose to donate. And, uh, if you find any, uh, any value in this podcast, cause that's, that's what we're doing. Value for value. If you find any value, uh, we would appreciate some money. If, uh, if you don't find any value, then, uh, basically you can continue to tell me to F off. Um, or just listen for free, whatever, you know, that's, that's, that's the game we're playing. I have a job, so I don't need, I would like to make this my job, but I have a job. And until uh, this becomes my job, I can, you're going to get not so frequent updates from me. I apologize. So what, what are we talking about today? So today uh, there was uh, a article that came out about the Israeli attacks on the Gaza Strip. And how they were falsified and stuff so that there was falsified reports so they could go and uh, so that Hamas would hide in tunnels so they could bomb the tunnels and kill the people. Um, So it was basically a military trick uh, done by uh, Israel to get the desired result. So, uh, 
I'm guessing it was successful for them, whatever. I don't really care. Um, Basically, what it is, is this brings up a lot of... A lot of things that I've been wanting to talk about. It's been a long, long... It's been a discussion long coming. Um, I have been wanting to talk about this for probably about four years on a on an episode. Um, I don't think... I don't think I've had this podcast on Anchor for that long. Let me see when the first episode was. Uh, I think I imported some from CastBox. So the first one is in 2019 on 626. And that's when I imported through four podcasts uh, from CastBox and then continued from there. Um, it's about monthly, usually, is what the podcast is right now. But it's, it's been an ongoing thing. So it's Israel versus Palestine. And a lot of people have a lot of different views and a lot of ideas and a lot of opinions on what's going on. And so... The thing here is, is that I am anti-Israel, but I'm not pro-Palestine. I'm only pro-Palestine in the sense that Israel, well, we'll get into that, but I'm kind of pro-Palestine, but I'm really not pro-Palestine. Like, I don't, it's not like I love the people and I want them to live and all that stuff. It's more of a whole... Uh, principle type thing. It's on the principle. Like, if it was happening to anyone else, I'd be the same. You know, it's a a principle kind of thing. So, so, what also brought this up is on Instagram, uh, a wonderfully uh, intelligent, not at all, um, a wonderful... Uh, this guy, okay, you probably heard of him. His name's Charlie Kirk, all right? So, Charlie Kirk, um, has, uh, this little outfit, what is it, uh, Turning Point USA, that's it. And for most of the time, most, uh, most subjects, uh, were pretty on, were pretty, uh, simpatico, you know, were... Sorry, drink of water. Um, we're mostly on the same page. Uh, you know, rights and guns and usually stuff that's here in the U.S. Uh, for the most part, uh, I'd say 90%. Um, and he has about the same thing that I do with uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, I share a lot of views with and we're were uh, pretty equal on a lot of ideas, but pretty much with most conservatives, most, yeah, really most conservatives are religious, Christian religious people, um... Where I draw the line is their incessant sucking of Israeli dick. Like, that's what it is. That's really what it is. 
and uh, it's it's fucking sad. It's it's extremely sad that you would just be that into a group of people that does not care about you at all. And I'm just like, okay, all right, buddy. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play the video from Instagram. And it's at one of his, he goes to colleges and talks to the kids and blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, I'm almost 40, so these are kids to me. Um, and he talks to them and he... He gets, like, I don't know if it's by design, but it seems like he gets someone that doesn't really like what he has to say, but they're also super stupid in trying to convey their rebuttal. So it's like, I don't like what you said, but I don't have any information to, to retort on what you said, you know? So... <laughs> This guy, like, he he doesn't have any facts, but Charlie just goes and fucking annihilates him, and it's really easy to annihilate people when they have no fucking, you know, uh, evidence or any kind of talking points to back up their way of thinking. It's just like, it's just like going into a gunfight and the other guy doesn't have a gun. Like, you're gonna win. So, it, it wasn't like, they label it as a best Israeli-Palestinian explanation on the internet. Uh, and I'm like, N not, not really. No, not, not really. Uh, but, uh, hopefully, so, I'm recording this through, uh, a program called Audition, so I'm not going to import clips or anything like that. It would make it sound a lot better, but my microphone will pick up anything. My, my microphone's super... I can go upstairs, close my door in the bathroom, and fart, and apparently it'll pick it up because that's what my brother... We were streaming... I was streaming the other day, and my brother picked that up. He's like... He's like, I gotta hear you listening to videos on your phone in the bathroom. I don't know where you were. I was like, I was upstairs, <laughs> completely away from the microphone. Jeez, thinking. I thought I had condensers on it, but I guess not. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's gonna pick it up, but it's gonna sound like it's weird. So I apologize. Hopefully, it's it's uh, it's audible, but uh, I'll be able to pause it and. Uh, rebuke what he says. The, um, Let me I back think up. that the um, determination of the Israeli capital should be something that should be settled in a Israeli-Palestinian bilateral negotiation for the creation of a Palestinian state, which is something that the Palestinian people should be able to have. They should be able to have freedom. They shouldn't. So they do have freedom. What freedoms do the Palestinian people not have right now? I mean, currently... Name one freedom. Uh, have you been to the West Bank? Something they lack, freedom freedom of me. Right, right there. So right there, it's kind of funny. Have you been to the West Bank? And that's what he's going to kind of say. I've been there. I've been there. So basically, your opinion doesn't matter. Anywhere that you read anything, doesn't matter. I've been there. You know? I've been to Oakland. 
I know how it is. I'm hardcore, right? Because I've been to Oakland. So have you been to Oakland, Charlie? You're not? Okay, so I'm hardcore. I'm a gangster, you know? Like, you can't... That doesn't mean shit because you've been there because you took a day trip or whatever. You fucking... You were in Europe for something and you decided to take a flight over to uh, Israel or whatever and... Or you took a week there. Ooh, you took a week. Good job, Charlie. Um, that doesn't really change anything. It, it's not like you lived there. You, you've been there. You took one trip or maybe a couple, but you were there an infinitesimal amount of your life. Good job. With me? Sure they do. An Arab in the Palestinian Authority can travel to Israel, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, in and out with any sort of restriction. Um... That's so he just said they could travel to anywhere. So Lebanon. Let me go back a little bit more. Freedom. freedom. So the guy's talking about the lack of freedom of movement, which they have. Of movement, sure they. The the Palestinian lack of movement. Um, he's talking about how a Palestinian. Our Arab in the Palestinian Authority can travel anywhere. Um, that's not true. There is very hardcore apartheid in Israel. Uh, you are not allowed to... Uh, let's just talk about rights and stuff like that. You're not allowed to go wherever you want. You have to carry papers on you. You have to cross a multitude, bajillions of checkpoints. And if they don't want to let you in, like, even if they don't feel it, it's, it's kind of like cops here. Like, if they don't want to let you do something, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're not allowed to do it. So, um, it's, it's, it's insane how he thinks that, uh, it's, it's really going to change anything or, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just, he said he's been there too, but I've seen multiple reports, uh, even from Jewish people, American Jews that go over there, they got beat up by Jewish cops and because maybe they were protesting or whatever and cops come out and just beat the shit out of protesters and that really doesn't happen here all that much. They don't just beat the shit out of you for no reason. There's been protests here in America over a multitude of things, and unless you're fucking up doing something, they're not going to beat you up. Um, so there's, there's just incredible separation over there, and no, they do not have... Uh, freedom they do not have the freedom of movement not like americans do in our own country if apparently the people over there are to be treated like it's their own country then yeah oh i, I think, think this started the, over um, I, uh, my idf friends Wait, Jews are not one freedom uh have you been to the west bank Something they lack, freedom freedom of movement? Sure they do. An Arab in the Palestinian Authority can travel to Israel, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, in and out with any sort of restriction. I've been to Judea and Samaria. I've been to Hebron. I've been to the Golan Heights. As a Christian, thankfully, I'm allowed in there. You know, all my Jewish tour guides. He just said to, 
as a Christian, thankfully I'm allowed in there. So that that kind of lets you know that maybe so if someone's a part of the Palestinian Authority and is a Christian, because there still could be Christian Palestinians. Like you don't, it, it's not like religion and nationality or or whatever are are one and the same. You can have a Christian Jewish person. You know, Jewish Jewish people aren't just. You know, it's not like synonymous with you. You have to be a Jewish religious. You know, uh, uh, you know, a Jewish Jew. You know, like you, you, you could be a Christian Jew. You could just be a like culturally or whatever a Jew. Like so, uh, but they're Palestinians, and they could be Christian, I guess, and then let in so he's just like oh yeah they're let in people for the so it's like all of them are Muslims allowed in no they're not so you know and then he says his IDF friends that tells you right there because IDF Israeli defense force they're super they're like racist towards uh Palestinians, pretty much, to the, they were heavily discriminatory, and um, it's it's it. I can I can understand. I mean, they deal with this stuff every day. They see it every day. You kind of get like that. If you're in a war, like okay, so this is this is what you got to understand too. Is like I got a buddy. <laughs> that at a young age went over into Iraq and all that shit and everything and they kind of have some feelings against some brown skinned people that might look or talk a certain way and it's because if you're over there for four years and for four years every minute of every day of every week of every month of every year those four fucking years that you're basically eating and sleeping and breathing and everything that these people that look a certain way are trying to kill you and you see that all the time and it never stops you kind of start thinking a certain way okay if if I thought that white people and I'm white, so if I thought white people were going to kill me for some reason, and that was drilled into my brain every millisecond of every day, how long do you think it would take me to crack and start hating myself for being white, thinking that people, you know, being scared of looking at white people and be afraid of, you know, basically have PTSD about white people. It's... It's mental uh, conditioning, basically. So these these soldiers are met with a certain type of people that, yeah, not all of them, but at least there's bad people that look like these certain type of people that are doing bad things. And so after a while, you just start looking at all these people as bad. All right. And... 
the same the same goes to Palestinians. Everybody that looks like a, a Jew or you know Israeli, well you know Jew, they're gonna think is bad. That's what all these people are gonna think, and that's everyone, not just the fighters. That's everyone that's just trying to live a normal life. And if a fucking Palestinian or Jew or whoever fucking walks down the fucking road. The other people are going to be like, well, are they going to kill me? You know, that's what they're thinking over there. That's This thing hasn't stopped. Let's, where's, where's my other page? Oh, there it is. These people haven't stopped. Let's see. When did this thing take place? What, 1923? This shit hasn't stopped since 1923, pretty much. Like... Maybe a little bit later, but that's a long-ass time. That's two, three, maybe four generations of people that have been indoctrinated into this stuff. That's why it's such a problem. So it's not its not that it's a Jewish problem. It's not that it's Israeli's problem or Palestinian's problem. They're both fucking up. But Israel's doing a special fuck-up that I'll get to uh, at a later point in this whole discussion because we're going to go into a lot of this stuff. My IDF friends is Jews are not allowed in the West Bank. Why? And why? Why are the Why are the IDF not a, not allowed in the West Bank? I just told you. That's why. Like, I mean, it. It's not. It, People that live over here in America, they don't understand the level of how it is over there. They don't. We don't have to deal with that. I could wake up, walk outside, fucking go get my mail, walk my dog, pick my nose, have a good time, fucking talk to anybody that walks on my street, have a good time, walk, talk to my neighbor, have a great time. I don't have to worry about bombs dropping from the sky at any fucking minute, you know? And that's... That's what these people have to worry about. That's what these people have to worry about on a regular basis for their whole lives. So what freedom don't they have? Well, no, I don't know. Can you name one freedom that the Palestinian people do not have? I can. Uh, They don't, they aren't treated like full citizens over there. They don't have the freedom of, you know, they, they don't feel safe. They can't, they don't have the freedom to their own land. They can't do basically anything. Uh, they don't have the freedom to, in Israel, they don't have the freedom of speech, the freedom of press, the freedom of anything. So if, a, if you're a Palestinian living in Israel, you don't have basic human freedoms. Hey. Or is that just a talking point with no evidence? Look, sophistry aside for both of us, I, you know, just, there's an, there's an imbalance here between what the, between Israel and Palestine that the current Israeli government. What imbalance? Can you build, build it out for me? Because there's, you haven't been able to name a freedom they don't have. Did you know that the Israeli government gave up the Gaza Strip in pursuit of peace in 2000? Six. Okay, right there. 2006. So let's go to that. <clears throat> the Israeli government gave up 
uh, the Isra- the the Gaza Strip in 2006. Um, so we're gonna go to the Book of Knowledge. Prior to 1923, it was uh, controlled. That was World War II, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was controlled by the Ottoman Empire. No, World War One. I. I apologize. World War One. Um, it was controlled by. Uh, that makes more sense. Um, the Ottoman Empire. Uh, the the British Empire came to. Uh, what would be called Palestinians in that area saying hey if you help us overthrow the Ottoman Empire we'll give you land you know your own country and stuff like that Uh, false promises all that stuff Um, and then once it collapsed they made the mandate of Palestine and the Belfort Act and basically uh, through the British occupation established the Israeli state it is the only country to date that no one ever had to really like no one had to be in that state that country to get it no one had to fight for it no one had to do anything. And a lot of people say, oh, they had to fight for it because there was wars afterwards. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, like, think about it. It's like someone... Someone came... Like, like it's like you're in a housing community run by a... You know, your whole family, everybody, like, hundreds of your family people are there. And, you know, or, uh, extended family, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and it's a big old, like, housing community. Just, just as a, as a, a visualization of what happened. And let's say it's run by a tyrannical HOA and another HOA says, hey, if you help us get this other HOA out, we'll just demolish the HOA and give you, you know, free rights to all your houses and stuff like that. And you're like, cool. And then you do it. And then they're like, and eh, you know what? Now that we're here, we're going to give half of the houses to this other family. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And so, you know, you... If you're, if someone comes into America, I guess the better visualization is, is, uh, you know, the American government gets tyrannical or whatever, and fucking some other country comes over, occupy, you know, asks us to retaliate and we'll fight with you, and then you do it and they occupy and take over, and then they go, and we're going to give half of the U.S. to Canada. You know, you're going to be like, what? And so you're going to start fighting back because you didn't agree to that. You didn't want it. And so that's what it was. Uh, Gaza, uh, Gaza, uh, the, when the Ottoman Empire collapsed and Gaza formed part of the League of Nations, League of Nations, before the UN, um, uh, 
British Mandate of Palestine. So that's what happened between 1923 and 1948. Um, the all-Palestinian government, uh, because there was uh, a Arab-Israeli war in 1948, because they made that, so they attacked them, or they, they fought about it. Um, it was not, not that long of a war, really. Um, the all-Palestine all government was proclaimed in the Egyptian-occupied Gaza City by the Arab League, which was a bunch of Arab countries uh, like Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and Transjordan. Transjordan, the only one that didn't agree to it, but... That's fine. Um, there was an armistice uh, in 1949. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip or Egypt were issued all Palestinian, all Palestine uh, passports. Egypt did not offer them citizenship. Uh, so it was going pretty decent. You know, if things would have just stayed fine, things would have been fine. But, you know, uh, people didn't try and do anything. So uh, there was uh, the all-Palestine government um, dissolved. And Egypt occupied uh, the Gaza Strip until 1967. Um, it never annexed it, but it occupied it. Uh, there was an influx from former Mandatory Palestine. I don't know. Um, and then from 19 or in 1967, Israel, Israel uh, occupied it. Um, according to Tom Zagev, he's a he's an Israeli historian, author, and journalist. He's associated with Israel's New Historians, a group challenging many of the country's national narratives. So, according to him, moving the Palestinians out of the country had been a persistent element of Zionist thinking from early times. And that's the thing, is that Brit Britain established this country for Jews. Jews came in in droves and started taking over and trying to push out Palestinians. Uh, and it's still doing it today. They're still doing it today. Um, in December 1967, during a meeting in which the security, security cabinet brainstormed about what to do with the Arab population of the newly occupied territories, one of the suggestions Prime Minister Levi, we'll just do Levi, uh, 
Croft regarding Gaza was that people might leave if Israel restricted their access to water supplies, stating perhaps that we don't give them enough water. They don't they won't have a choice because the orchards will yellow and wither a number of measures, including financial incentives were taking shortly afterwards to begin to encourage Gazians to immigrate elsewhere. Hmm. Since 1967. But Palestinians are the problem, right? Palestinians are the problem. So there was one more, one more at the signing of the Belfort Act and stuff like that and the establishment of the Israeli state. There was a war about it because people were pissed off, like Transjordan and Syria and all that stuff and everything in, in Egypt. And then Israel occupied the Gaza Strip and stuff like that. They took over from Egypt the Gaza Strip and tried to push Palestinians out since 1967 do you understand why there's shit going on today do you understand 1967 do you understand why Charlie Kirk's head is so far up his fucking ass he can't see the light of day this is what I mean why mostly conservatives are fed bullshit and they're sucking on a Jewish dick because they don't fucking understand what's been happening what's what's happened in history it's not like it's not like fucking a bunch of uh, Israelis are just sitting there chilling and then uh, a bunch of fucktard Muslims are like, hey, motherfucker, what you, what you doing? What you doing? Uh, I'm going to kill you. Like, they're not, they're not being gangsters. They're trying to fucking live. They're trying to preserve their life. And now everybody's basically been in this... F- in this whole hotbed of shit for decades that they don't even remember what they're fighting about. And all we do over here in our comfy-ass chairs, sipping Mai Tais, are like, oh, look at these fuckers. Look at, oh, they're bombing again. Do you know how many, how out of out of the years, do you know how many Israelis versus Palestinians have died? It has been easily a hundred to one, a hundred, uh, uh, probably a thousand, a thousand Palestinians to every one Israeli. So anytime they're like, oh, they sent rockets. Yeah, they sent bottle rockets versus Patriot missiles. That's the difference. Palestinians send bottle rockets like they're they ain't even decent rockets they're given rockets by iran that are probably the shit rockets they can't sell they don't even explode there's several several videos of rockets over in um that that made it over the wall and there's walls everywhere uh, made it over the wall into Israel that are just completely intact. Like, it's it's like, oh, this rocket came over and then this IDF guy got hurt because it hit him. 
and then you look at it, it literally like smacked him on the head or, 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 you know, whatever, because it landed in the ground and didn't fucking explode. Yeah. And then what does Israel do? Send like a thousand working rockets, missiles over to Palestine that actually blow up. And then they're like, oh, well, see, that's what they did. And and that's what's been going on for decades, for decades. And you, you wonder why. You wonder why. Like, you're, you're fighting. It's basically the modern, a modern military is fighting cavemen. That's almost what it is. Cavemen with outdated, antiquated uh, shit that ain't even modern. Like, they're getting rockets that, uh, you know, they're getting missiles and rockets and shit that were made probably the, when Israel was formed versus 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 Israel making, you know, launching rockets that were made last week. There's a difference in level of uh, intention here. There's a difference in, I mean, they're trying to do something. And the thing is, the thing is, they got no help. They got no help. No one, nowhere. No one. There is no one in the whole fuck. Ukraine is getting more help than Palestine. Like, Ukraine is getting more help against Russia. And Russia ain't even been fucking with them that long. Then Palestine is getting from the decades of oppression from Israel. And we are bankrolling Israel every fucking year to the tune of tens of billions of dollars. And you want to wonder why they're doing what they're doing. Why Palestine is acting like how they're acting. I don't know. Maybe it's because everybody, it's like, it's like the big bully at school and everybody's patting him on the back and he's just constantly beating your ass and you're trying to fight back and you try and fight back and you try and fight back and everyone in school is yelling at you and cursing at you and talking shit about you for fighting back and you know that bully's going to be coming around to beat your ass again and you're trying to think of ways to fight back and then when you fucking have a bat and you try and fight him and he breaks your bat and hits you with a log they're like oh I can't believe that 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 little kid hit him with a bat oh good on that bully for beating his ass that's what's going on that's what's going on like are you fucking kidding me like use your brain understand what's happening It's ridiculous. You got a bunch of rich Jewish people expanding, pushing these people out. They have the money to fucking do it. They're buying all the homes. They're pushing out their their settlements. They have been illegally expanding for decades. They've been illegally breaking the treaty. They... It, it's and it's not gonna stop until they're completely done and the, and guess what the whole 
the plan for them is not the Israel plan is not just to take over what is planned as Israel as the whole Israel Palestine area once they completely take over that whole thing that's not the plan they want a bigger piece and they're going to be fighting with Jordan and Syria and Egypt it's pretty huge and if if not it's going to be bigger And we help them do that. We help them kill thousands, millions of people. And everybody's fucking okay with it. Okay. Um, so anyway, sorry. Uh, the, in 1979, there was an Egypt-Israel peace treaty. Um... The treaty provided the withdrawal by Israel of its armed forces and civilians from the the Sinai Peninsula, which Israel had captured during the Six-Day War. So once it was demilitarized, the final status of the Gaza Strip and other relations between Israel and Palestine was not dealt with in the treaty. Egypt reannounced all territorial claims to territory north of the international border. The Gaza Strip remained under Israeli military administration until 1994. During that time... The military was responsible for maintenance of civil facilities and services. I'm sure they did a great job. 1994, Gaza became under Palestinian authority. Then there was the second Infantata. uh, Waves of protest, basically. Um, Was there a first one? Uh, in 94 94 Israel left much of the Gaza Strip so not 2016 or 2006 um between 94 and 96, Israel built the Israeli Gaza Strip barrier. So that's a barrier that goes around the top of Gaza Strip, which is over by Gaza, uh, all the way down to the Egyptian border. Egypt put up a wall. So basically, they're in a cage with the ocean behind them. That's that's the problem with the Gaza Strip. They're in they're, they they're in a very small strip of land, walls all around them, and there's millions of people there. It is the third highest density, uh, third highest population dense place in America or in the world. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to say that. 
<clears throat> densely populated place. There we go. Third densely, most densely populated place in the world. Jeez. Well, I don't know why when I start talking, I, um, I yawn a lot. It's, it's interesting. It's like I'm not getting enough air in or something. I wasn't tired before I started talking. And I'm not tired now. I'm just yawning for no reason. I guess my, I guess I'm not breathing enough. I always yawn when I talk. Whenever I, if you look back at all these episodes, I'm always yawning. I'm always yawning. I have an airflow problem. Um, in 2005, Israel's unilateral disengagement. Uh, there was election violence in two thousand six. There was election. So in two thousand five, sorry, not in the pursuit of peace. They left in the pursuit of peace. If they left in the pursuit of peace, they wouldn't have left them in a cage, and they would have let them out of the cage. But they don't leave them out of the cage. Um. So he's been drinking some Kool Aid. It seems like. Uh, let's see. Human Rights Watch as advertised, has advised the UN Human Rights Council that it and others consider Israel to be an occupying power of the Gaza Strip because Israel controls Gaza Strip's airspace, territorial waters, and controls the movement of people or goods in and out of Gaza by air or sea. The EU considers Gaza to be occupied. Israel also withdrew from the Philadelphia route, a narrow strip of land adjacent to the border with Egypt after Egypt agreed to secure its side of the border under the Oslo Accords. The Philadelphia route has remained under Israel control to prevent smuggling of weapons and people across Egyptian border, but Egypt, under EU supervision, committed itself to patrolling the area and preventing such incidents with the agreement with the agreement on movement and access known as Rafa agreement in the same year Israel ended its presence in the Philadelphia route and transferred responsibility for security arrangements to Egypt and PA under the supervision of the e, uh, EU the the European Union. Ooh, nice. Uh, the Israeli Defense Forces left the Gaza Strip on September 1st, 2005, as part of the Israeli's dis- unilateral disengagement plan. Uh, all And all Israeli citizens were evicted from the area in 2005. An agreement on movement and access between Israel and Palestinian authority, uh, authority was brokered by the U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice to improve Israeli freedom of movement and economic activity in Gaza Strip under its terms. The Rafah crossing with Egypt has to be reopened and with transits monitored by Palestinian National Authority and the European Union. Only people 
with Palestinians or foreign nationals by exception in certain categories subject to Israeli oversight were <laughs> permitted to cross in and out. All goods, vehicles, and trucks to and from Egypt passed through the Kerman Shalom uh, crossing under full Israeli supervision. Goods were permitted transit at the Carney crossing in the north. All goods ve- oh, wait, uh, after the Israeli withdrawal in 2015, the Oslo Accords give the Pal- Palestinian Authority administrative authority in the Gaza Strip. <sighs> The Oslo Accord permits Israel to control airspace and sea space. Nice. So they're still they're still not it's still occupied. It's all occupied. It's basically all occupied by Israel. Like no one has acknowledged or given Palestine a fucking chance at all. No one helped them. There was nothing, 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 nothing. But whereas billions of fucking dollars have gone into Israel, Israel has a imbalance in help. Like I said, big bully, everyone fucking patting them on the back for beating your ass. Yeah, I still think. Um, we still got quite some time left in this fucking, um, this Instagram video, which I'm just dragging on. Uh, and then Hamas take took over in 2007, which is what he's going to, which Charlie Kirk's going to talk about. Uh... There was a victory of Hamas in the election, the 2006 election, and they, let's see here, Hamas took control of the Gaza Strip in the course of the Battle of Gaza, seizing government institutions and replacing uh, government officials with its own. Uh, Let's see here. So, the Palestinian president, uh, Abbas, at the time, I don't know if he still is, the president's mostly over on the West Bank uh, of of Palestine. Um, He declared a state of emergency, dissolved the unity government because there's like a little unity government between the two things because you can't get to you can't get the Gaza from the West Bank and you can't get the West Bank from Gaza because Israel's in between. Um, and so it, they basically just made Hamas their own little thing over there. So that gave that basically gave uh, Israel a big old fat boner because now they're like, oh, they're a terrorist organization. We can fight them now, which they're not. The freedom fighters because they're trying to fight back of being locked in a cage and oppressed because they're on uh, they're under opposition because they're controlled by everybody. Everything they do, they're they're not a free country. They weren't a free area. They're basically in a prison and they didn't do anything wrong. That's why. What do you think's gonna fucking happen? What do you think's gonna happen? Like, God, like, I just don't understand. 
It's it's mind-boggling. These people think everything should be fine, but it's not. Um, See, Gods of War, blah, blah, blah. And then conflicts and everything happened, you know. And then we just keep going. There's just conflicts after conflicts ever since then. And it's, you know, been a constant fucking thing. Uh, Oh, I got a chart here. Oh, that's cool. Um, Israelis killed by Palestinians in Israel and Palestinians killed by the Israelis in Gaza. All right. So this was in 2008. In January, 79 Palestinians, two Israelis. February, or no Israelis. In February, two Israelis, 70 Palestinians. In March, eight Israelis, 107 Palestinians. In April, two Israelis, 67 Palestinians. In May, two Israelis, 39 Palestinians. In June, one Israeli, 26 Palestinians. In July, three Israelis, only one Palestinian. Wow, that's that's a crazy. That's that's interesting. Uh, August, September, and October, nothing. November, zero Israelis, fourteen Palestinians. And then the the interesting one, which how it's been ever since, pretty much, is four Israelis to four hundred and sixty-five Palestinians. Uh, that's 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 equal. That's equal. And apparently, in two thousand eight, uh, rockets and mortars fired from Gaza in two thousand eight, which. I don't know which... Oh, there we go. Mortars and stuff. It's been hundreds. Hundreds. But like I said, how many of those hundreds... Like, there's, what, the 300 in February of 2008, 400 and... Or 300 in January, 400 in February, 300 in March, like 500 in April, you know, so... A good 700 in December. So there's a lot. There was a lot. And it's like, how many... How many uh, actually exploded? Probably one in a million. You know, like, jeez. And then we got uh, Israeli to Palestine deaths. Uh, civilians killed is a ratio of 270 Palestinians to every one Israel. Israelite. Children killed. Children. 550 to every one. Homes damaged or destroyed. 18,000 to one. Um, houses of worship damaged or destroyed. 100 to one. Kindergartens damaged or destroyed. 285 to one. Medical facilities damaged or destroyed, 73 to 1. Rubble left, none in Israel, pretty much, and 2.5 million tons in in Gaza. Hmm. 
Let's continue with this three-minute uh, video that has already gave me a what? Hour-long podcast. <laughs> and it was immediately taken over. 10,000 Jewish settlers left the Gaza Strip in pursuit of peace in 2006. And it was immediately taken over by the terrorist group Hamas, which is one of the richest... Not really immediately. Israel, Israel, there was a Israel vote. ...gave it up voluntarily because they thought it would give them peace. Not really. The PA didn't give it to them. So what freedoms did the PA not have? Look, I mean, honestly... This is really important because you come up here and say Ilan Omar said nothing wrong. And they... I, I don't really... I don't really care about Alana Omar, so I'm I'm not backing her. She's she's worthless. But anyways, a factless, evidence, you know, totally absent of evidence statement. Palestinian people don't have freedom. Say one thing, please. Defend yourself. So, look, I'm so, I came out here not completely prepared. Exactly. Thing. The talking point is factless. The Palestinian Authority exists as a government structure over now what is truly Judea and Samaria, which has always been Israel. Do you know it's not it's not always been Israel. We're gonna get into that in a second. Where the word Palestine comes from, you probably don't. Uh Arabia Palestinian, no, which was Roman. It's Philistine. Province. It's Philistine, which is an Arabia uh, which is a Roman term, which only goes back about, you know, fourteen hundred years. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that too. Israel has always been the home of the Jews, dating back for thirty five hundred we're gonna talk about that also plus years. Israel is yeah. mentioned over six hundred and thirty five times in the Torah. Jerusalem has zero religious significance in the Quran at all to the Arab Muslim people, yet it's mentioned 637 times. Yet under Israeli control, the Arabs and the Muslims still get total and complete access to their holy sites. Yet where the Arabs control areas, the Jews are not allowed to visit there whatsoever. Why is that the Palestinian Authority pays the families of terrorists that kills Jews? They have a pay for slave policy. Thank God that President Trump just finally defunded it. I encourage you one thing, don't believe the facts and the narrative just coming from the media because you're just wrong here and you obviously can't defend your position. Go and visit the West Bank here. Okay, so that a bunch of bullshit after that. So, um, I don't care about the Quran and the, and the Bible and blah, 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 whatever. Fuck you, I'm not gonna listen to a book. It says it in the Bible. I don't give a shit about what the Bible says. I care about history. So, um, it has not been always uh, for the Israel or the Israelites or whatever. Uh, the first settlement was made by the Canaanites. It was called Uro Salam or Salim. Um, and uh, the Canaanites are in the Bible. So there's that. Um, so it's it's been Canaanites. For a long time, Canaanites became. Uh, they were also. Uh, also, uh, what was it? Israelites, the old Israelites, not these Israelites. These Israelites are, are milk toast Israelites versus uh, the old Israelites. The old Israelites, uh, uh, like David, I guess we can call them Davidites in a sense to to people of David, you know, uh, we can separate that pretty much, um, the Davidites basically committed genocide against the Canaanites, um, mass genocide, uh, where have you heard that, um, so, uh, they committed mass genocide, 
against them and they went and moved to where was it? I just saw it. They moved to another part and became more of was it Philistines? No. Was it Oh my god. I just read Phenotion. I think it was Phenotion. Was it Phenotion? Uh, Phenotion, I think. I'm trying to quickly read this and it's not really working out in my favor. Um... They annihilated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Phenotians. Uh, they later became Phenotians. And uh, they immigrated to Carthage. Um, Canaan was... The whole, re- the whole region's more Canaan. It's the Canaan area. Um, what else? We're getting more into history here. So, uh, they moved out into Babylon, Babylonian area. There was proto Canaanites even before Canaanites. They pioneered the whole Mediterranean agricultural system. Uh, They were very pastoral pastors. Uh, They were, they had a Semitic language. Uh, they were incorporated into the Mesopotamia-based uh, Arca- Akkadian Empire of Sargon the Great. Um, and it kind of goes on from there in a little bit. Um, but... I have a brief history, pretty much up to Macedonia. I need to write this all down. Uh, It became a vassal of Egypt and still ruled by the Canaanites until 1010 BC when King David conquered the area and Jerusalem was established as the capital where Urusalam was. So you got... 4,500 BC. There's over 6,000, almost 7,000 years of human history. 4,500 BC, proto Canaanites and stuff. You have uh, King David between 1010 BC and 740 BC. Let me bring up my calculator real quick. Let me bring up my calculator real quick here. And Israel didn't claim back that land at all. Uh, 
10, 10 minus 7, one second, messed up, 740 is 270 years. 270 years versus, let's just say 4,500 minus 10, 10. 3,490 years. So no, it has not ever, it has not always been the area of Israel. That is the fucking dumbest shit ever. In 1010, King David conquered the area. Whereas it has been pretty much Canaanite, Canaan area and Persian and Babylonian, Assyrian, Macedonian, which is basically all Canaanite. Uh, uh, derivatives as they all molded into each other over time because empires rose and fell so it is all dated back to 4500 BC of the Canaanites which is in the Bible if you want to go by the books it's in the Bible and uh, all the way up to Macedonia took it over in 332 BC something like that to 144 BC I think Hmm, let me see here what is it is it yeah I think I think the Crusades started in AD uh, in like 1000 AD somewhere around there um, but that's something else. That's another time. But, yeah, uh, they, they, uh, you know, let me, let me see here. I have Jerusalem up, I think. Ah, there it is, right there. Um, so where was it? Um, United Israel. Israelite monarchy and then Judea and let's see Canaanite Egyptian New Kingdom Jebusite uh, which is all non-Abrahamic religions which is a lot of them it's been under non-Abrahamic religions and Muslim control way longer than Christian or Jew so it has never been always Israel. It never, never. That's the falsest fucking shit ever. It has never always been under Israel control. Just because it says it in a fucking book doesn't mean shit. Um, after the Israels controlled it back in, you know, whatever, uh, 1010 BC, uh... Assyrian, Babylonian, Egyptian, then another Babylonian, then Persian, then Diadochi. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, and then a, and then a Jewish kingdom rose up for a brief second as Hasmonean kingdom, and then Romans took over. And then the Byzantine Empire took it over. And then the Persians took it over. And then the Byzantines took it back. And then Muslims had it for quite some fucking time. 
under one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine kings. And then the first crusades happened in whatever, 1094, and took it over for a little bit. Uh, Muslims took it back between 1187 to 1229. By the way, um, also, in all this time of control, the only people that have mass genocided people were the Jews and the Christians. The Christians, when they first came in, uh, in the first um, crusade, killed all Muslims, all Jews. Um, when the Jews first came to the area under King David, they massacred everybody in the area. During the whole other thing, mostly it's been if it's an army, they'll kill the army, but everyone else is allowed to stay and hang out and do what they're going to do and pay taxes. They want people to pay money. They want an economy. They want people there. They don't want to just massacre the people. So when the Muslims were there, they were allowed. Everyone thinks like the Muslims were super bad. No. The Muslims were allowed allowed everybody to this is a historical fact to allowed everybody to live their life, worship what they wanted and pay taxes. You became a vassal state basically and you paid taxes. It wasn't like I mean it was ancient times. It's not like there was streets everywhere and freaking army. No, you the the people weren't there. People immigrated here and there. People weren't there to freaking do whatever. You know, people weren't... You just were under the control of the Muslim empire, you know, basically. And you paid taxes to the Muslim empire. And maybe two soldiers were there, if if anything. They kept their oldest soldiers there and then took fresh ones, you know, recruited some fresh ones or whatever from the cities that they took. Um, anyways, uh, the first first crusade, then Muslims took it back. And then the second crusade for like, what, 20 years, less than 20 years. And then Muslims had it all the way up until the Ottoman Empire of 1923 when the British took it. And then smashed it into Israel and Jordan and then Israel. And that's why you have what you have now. Muslims have had it longer than Jews have had control of it longer than Jews and Christians. And somehow Israel's think they are allowed that area. Allowed that because it's some prophecy they have some overinflated fucking ego to think that they are destined to have that fucking land and they will do anything they can to fucking get through to it and get it you know it's just ridiculous and that's your problem that's your problem that was the crusades in a nutshell real quick blah 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 turn of hands Bullshit. Um, it really wasn't, you know, the 
the uh, the Roman Empire expanded just like the Muslim Empire expanded. Expanded, you know. That's that's pretty much what it was. You know, it's it's how that was at the time. And they try and say that like, oh, uh, Muslims raped and pillaged and and had sex with children or some whatever. And it's like, you act like Romans didn't do that. You act like Babylonians didn't do that. You act like fucking Europeans or, or Vikings or anybody never did that shit. No one ever raped anybody. Just Muslims. You are... You don't know shit about history if you don't if you think Muslims are the only ones that did horrible things in war. You don't know what the old world like history was like. There's a lot of shit where people get like Christians killed other Christians. Christians sacked uh, Constantinople before Muslims ever sacked Constantinople. So, uh, like, the simple fact that people don't read history is appalling and just go off of bullshit. That's that's a thing that you can find on Wikipedia in the Book of Knowledge that fucking, you know, during the prior to the first crusade, the crusaders sacked Constantinople because he didn't pay him. Basically, he was there. They were there to protect the city from the uh, from the Muslim progression. And basically, the Muslim era ended at the Ottoman Empire, pretty much. Pretty much because it's not been able to recover at all. And I think that's mostly because Jews really planned it that way. Really planned it that way. That's my dog. She has cancer. Um, anyways, been dealing with that too. So that's that's basically uh, a history. Uh, and why stuff's been going on like it is. You know, I I don't really understand why people continue to be frustrated and be pissed off at Palestine when they're not the ones that started this mess. They're not the ones that started this. They're just trying to make a living. They're just trying to get by. They're just trying to... You know, make something out of life. And they can't because they're not given a chance. They're not given any kind of chance. And, you know, Muslims of old were not like Muslims now. Muslims now are basically more like reactionary freedom fighters. They're trying to save their lives, the lives of people, and they don't know, they don't know what they're doing. They do not know what they're doing. And it's been so long now, because it's been three generations, that they really don't know how to act. If we were to change course, they don't know how to act. You're going to have to give them a good 50 years to calm their shit. Because... 
you know, not we specifically in like me and you, but Britain and for the most part, U.S. has caused this problem. And if they want to stop it, they need to stop helping this shit go on. They need to stop letting this happen and they need to allow shit to die down allow it to die down allow people to forget and like I said it's going to take 50 years but they're not going to do that because that would require 50 years of rebuking Jewish people and let's be honest there's a reason why Jewish people, why not all Jewish people, but, you know, the rich Jewish people have been able to do what they did with controlling Palestine because they have everybody in their pocket and they're not they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop until they have the whole area because they are predestined in some way to own that area through divine providence and nothing's gonna change nothing's gonna change we're gonna try and stop it but you know what it's we gotta keep people pushing it pushing it and pushing it and it's not gonna stop it's not gonna stop and uh that's that's the over and end of it because I don't know. What do you think? you have any ideas? you have any comments? Please let me know if I'm totally off base or if uh, there's some good knowledge there. But that's, that's basically what's going on. And that's the problem in this. All right. Well, that was nice. That's an hour and 15 some odd, what, 17 minutes. That's not a bad episode for being gone for seven months. I think this is, I don't know if this is one of my longest. Let me see what's one of my longest. I would, uh, again, I'm gonna let you all know that, you know, I, this is a value for value model. Uh, we do, you know, we do accept donations. You can go to Anchor. Um, it should be in the podcast description. Uh, go to that uh, site and you can donate we will read people's names unless you leave a note saying don't Um, I'm just thankful to people that do listen and uh, hopefully you found some kind of value in this Uh, hopefully maybe it helps the discussion between you and whoever um, this is going to be like my third longest, third, fourth longest uh, episode. Mostly they're all around half an hour. But I figured it was a little bit more deep in dive of stuff. Uh, maybe I'll make another one tomorrow or maybe I'll make another one next week sometime. I don't know. Uh, it would be a lot better if my wife went back to work because then I'd have more time by myself at home. And then I'd be able to do these more. Uh versus having to do them at work or on the way to work and then have the car sound and all that shit with it. But, uh, yeah, 
so that's uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, I hope you guys have a great, wonderful rest of the day, week, uh, month, however long it's going to take for my next episode. Um, uh, I appreciate you sticking with me. And if you're new, please subscribe. It's not going to take up too much space on your phone or your computer or anything because I don't post that often. So um, I, I listen to one podcast that posts twice a week and I get behind because it's a three-hour podcast. So I try to make these more manageable. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for today. Uh, if you want me to talk about anything or have any other ideas, uh, please, you're free to let me know. Uh, it's Political American Everywhere on Twitter, Facebook, everything. You can leave posts, send me direct messages, whatever, on however you think. Open up a dialogue, whatever. If you want to come on the show and talk to me also, we can have discussions. You know, I would love that as well. Um, trying to make that work would probably be very difficult, but I'm just saying I would give it a shot. Uh, but yeah, I thank y'all for listening and uh, have a good time. Bye.